Welcome to the Programming Podcast. Here you can learn about computer science concepts in a brief and accessible way. I'm your host, Minko Gecha. Hello, everyone. In this episode of the Programming Podcast, we are going to discuss the binary heap data structure. Just like usual, we're going to start by introducing the data structure and describing its structure. We are going to try to imagine it, because this way we will be able to get a better understanding of how it works. Next, we're going to discuss the different operations that are efficient on top of binary heaps. And finally, we're going to discuss a couple of practical use cases, including priority queues, which are also we're going to mention them regularly during this episode. And we're also going to mention heap sort, which is a sorting algorithm, which, as you can imagine, uses heaps. Just like any other concept that we have described so far in the programming podcast, binary heaps could be very valuable for you, not only during coding interviews, but also in practice. Although I would say that in coding interviews, they might be a little bit more common compared to in practice, but well, it's good to know about their existence and it's good to know when you can potentially apply them anyway. So as you can imagine, binary heaps are a binary data structure, right? In fact, binary heaps are quite similar to binary trees, with the main difference that they have one main constraint. The parent of two nodes is always either bigger or smaller than its children. That's it. We call the first type of heaps, the ones where in which the parent is always bigger than its children, we call them max heaps. And the ones where the, ch the parent is always smaller than its children, we call them min heaps. For the sake of simplicity, in this episode, we're going to focus only on min heaps. But everything that we're going to discuss, it applies in both cases. Now, let us try to imagine this data structure where every parent is smaller than its children. This way, going from the leaves to the root, we are eventually going to reach the smallest element in the binary heap. So the root of the binary heap is going to be the smallest element. And in pretty much all binary trees, we're keeping a reference, a direct reference to the root of the tree, which means that we have constant access to the smallest element in our binary heap. So we always maintain a direct reference to the smallest element, and we can always access it without performing any additional traversal. That is fantastic. That's why binary heaps are very frequently used for implementation of priority queues. What is a priority queue? Well, in a priority queue, we are maintaining a collection of items ordered by their priority, right? For example, if we want to pick the least loaded server, among a collection of servers, we can put them in a priority queue. Depending on the loads of each individual server, we can put the least loaded server on top of the priority queue. Once the server takes a request, we can update its priority and find its right position in the priority queue. So that this way, we're going to take the next least loaded server at the top of the priority queue and so on and so forth. Now, you might be thinking, why should we even care about binary heaps? Can't we just use a simple array in this case? We can just have an array of servers. And every time when a certain server changes, we can just 
sort the array and just have the least loaded server always at the top, right? This should be quite simple. That's absolutely right. We can absolutely use this algorithm where we're sorting the servers depending on their load. And this way we're going to have a complexity and log n because each comparison-based sorting algorithm has this complexity at best. Now, when we have to operate over several millions of server or several thousands of server and who have to perform this sorting very frequently when given server updates its priority, things may get a little bit tricky because sorting all these servers with n log n complexity might not be very efficient. If we have several millions of server, this multiplier at the beginning, n, can take a lot of time. You might be thinking, well, we don't have to really sort them. We can just reorder the array. So once any of the server updates its priority, we can just find its position in this already sorted array and drop it there. That's great, right? Like we're dropping the complexity of this algorithm from n log n to only n because we're iterating over the entire array until we eventually find the right position of the server whose load capacity we just changed. This is more efficient algorithm, but is for sure not the most efficient one that we can use because we need to still iterate over all these servers and for big N, this could be quite slow. The awesome thing about binary heaps is that we can drop the complexity of this operation for finding the right position of a particular element from N to just log n. And log n is a fascinating function because if we have 10 million servers, log n, log of these 10 million, is going to be only about 23. So imagine if we have 10 million servers and we need to perform only 23 operations in order to find the right position of a certain server once it updates its priority. This way we can very efficiently keep track of the priorities of these individual elements in our priority queue and be able to efficiently provide element with the highest priority. All right, so as you can imagine, binary heaps, they support a couple of very common operations. One of them we already discussed, taking the element at the top of the heap, which has the min value, which has the minimum value in the entire collection for min heaps. Another operation is inserting an element and a third operation is extracting an element. We're going to discuss how we can add an element because it is a quite simple operation. But before that, let us briefly discuss how we can organize a binary heap internally, what data structure we can use in order to represent it. The usual way to implement binary heaps is using an array. Now you might be thinking, yeah, but arrays are fixed size. What if we want to add more elements than the array capacity? Well, we can use dynamic arrays in this case. We can just resize the array once we exceed its capacity. That's what, in most scenarios, we do with binary heaps when implementing them with arrays. All right, but the second question is array. That's a linear data structure, how we're going to represent a tree there. There is one really interesting trick that I want to, to tell you about. And this trick allows us to implement very conveniently a tree-like data structure with array without much trouble. For every element n, 
we can keep its children, its two children, at indexes 2 times n plus 1 and 2 times n plus 2. And that's it. Now let us think how we can implement insertion into such binary heap represented with an array. We have our array. We're going to push the element that we want to insert at the end of the array and right after that it is going to bubble up until it eventually reaches its correct position. How it is going to bubble up? So once we push the element at the end, it is just going to be a child of a particular parent. In order to find the parent of the element that we just pushed in the end, we're going to take its index and we're going to divide it by 2. This way, after we round the result, which means that we're going to just ignore the decimal part of this division, we're going to find the parent element and we're going to compare the element just that we just inserted with the value associated with the parent index that we just calculated. If the element that we just inserted is smaller, we're going to swap these two elements. And that's it. We have the guarantee that we have preserved the structure of the heap just because the parent that we just swapped with its child is already smaller than its other child. So we can just put it as sibling. We're going to continue this process until we eventually reach the first element in our binary heap, which means the top of the heap, or until we figure out that the current parent of the element that we're inserting is already smaller. All right, so now we know about two different operations in the heap. Getting the maximum element or the minimum element in min heaps and inserting elements. About deletion, we will not be able to cover in this episode, but I'll strongly encourage you to take a look at the resources associated with binary heaps that I have applied at podcast.mgetchev.com. At the end, I want to spend some time discussing the different use cases for binary heaps. I already mentioned that we can use them for implementing priority queues. And priority queues are essential in the Dijkstra's shortest path algorithm when it comes down to finding a path in a graph. Now, usually binary heaps are not the most efficient way we can implement a priority queue for Dijkstra's algorithm, but they are a decent way, so you can take advantage of them there. We can also use them for sorting numbers. So how are we going to sort a list of numbers by using a binary heap? Well, simple. First, we're going to insert the elements in the heap one by one, which is going to cost us n log n operations. Right, after that, we're going to extract the elements from the heap one by one. We are always going to get the smallest element first for min heaps or the biggest element first for max heaps. And this is going to take us another n log n operations because we have n numbers. And if we want to extract a number, this is going to take us log n time. So n multiplied by log n. That's how actually heap sort works. So see, with one episode, we already covered heap sort and binary heaps. Pretty cool, right? Finally, I have also linked to one really interesting paper, which explains how we can implement load balancing by using binary heaps. All right, so in this episode, we covered binary heaps. We discussed quite a few interesting things, in fact. We talked about when binary heaps are useful, for example, for implementing priority queues. We discussed how they compare for the implementation of priority queues compared to arrays. 
We also discussed a couple of practical use cases, such as Dijkstra's shortest path algorithm, heap sort, and load balancing. Really, thank you very much for joining this episode. Until next time. To learn about new episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at mgetchup. The list of all resources and recordings is available at podcast.mgetchup.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.